0: Right, we, are we are recording.
1: Hello, welcome to Carpe Noctum, a podcast with two dudes trying to learn how to do a podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Kiefer, and me, Dylan Shoop. All right. So, what our podcast is about, it's, well, we're still trying to figure that out. We're basically almost going to be recapping our week, stuff we've learned through the week, or events that happened through the past week, kind of like a show on HBO hosted by a certain British man. <laughs> that we actually, that me and Dylan actually both enjoy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the the name Carpe Noctum comes from, you know, Seize the Night. And so we're going to specialize in just hanging out, having a good time, drinking some beer, um, and uh, kind of focusing more on the, the late night listeners. Our podcast will be uh, premiering every Saturday night or Sunday night, depending on our schedule, at midnight um, obviously, you can listen to it whenever we want, but we recommend at night, so you can start the night with this podcast right here. So we're going to start off, Dylan Kiefer, that it is DK. Yes, he is gonna he's gonna start us off uh, talking about Magic: The Gathering, I believe. <laughs> so yeah.
1: So this last Sunday, I for the first time ever played Magic: the, Magic: The Gathering Commander Edition. It was. Commander Edition. Commander Edition. So there's a bunch of different, come to find out, (laughs) there's Magic the Gathering. And then within Magic the Gathering, there's a bunch of different type of, like I guess, game modes you can play in a way. I
0: never, I mean, I I wouldn't know. No, I
1: had no idea either. (laughs) So I played the Commander version. Okay. Surprisingly fun. Mm. It was a lot of fun. So did you ever play like Yu-Gi-Oh! or like Pokemon, like growing up?
0: So I never played, I collected some cards as a kid. But I never well, knew what any of them did.
1: Okay. Well, it's kind of like that, but on steroids.
0: Oh, good.
1: Uh, so commander, basically, you have one card, which is your commander. You can kind of cast out into the field whenever you want. And then there's certain abilities and whatnot that you can use each round. And then you have other cards. And you have to like build your deck. So these decks in commander are like 99 cards, and you have to specifically choose. Like, all right, you know, this is how many of these cards I want. And this is how many of these cards I want. This card because it plays off of this card. It's, Way more like I assumed it was complicated. It's probably more complicated than I even realized. But man, is it fun!
0: Mm. Is it too complicated to have
1: fun? No, maybe.
0: Is it, is it probably <laughs> best to play with people who have played? Before?
1: Absolutely. That's, like yeah. it's not. It's not a card game where you're like, hey, let's get four friends together who have never touched this before right. and try to play. Because a lot. Of, while a lot of the cards are explanatory in a way a lot of their explanations assume that you already know about the game. Yeah. So it'll be like, this like animal has trample. And you're like, what does that mean? I don't know. Right. So during the game, I played with three friends who had been playing for a little bit. So they, they knew what they were doing. And at one point in the game, I had like a bunch of cards out on the table. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Like Dylan's in a great position right now. Like We, we need to take him down a little bit. And I just kind of look, looked at my cards and went, Am I? Sure. I was like, "Am I am I really?" And like, "Yeah." I was like,
0: "Okay." So, so how long how long did this last? How's some context? Who are you with? Okay. Yep. Was so Was this a long game? I would imagine it was. Oh, yeah. Oh. We
1: played two games and it took we started at like around 2:30, we finished those two games by 7:30. Okay. So it was like 5 hours of playing Magic. Sure. So part of that was like me learning so it took a little slower at times mm-hmm. but yeah the, the games can last they can either be like really short like 30 minutes or super super long uh depending on how things go
0: that makes sense uh conclusion would you recommend it
1: absolutely if oh. you like because i know because board games are like the past couple of years they've really made almost like a resurgence of just like People loving board games, and they've gotten some sure. crazy board games. Yeah. Uh, like, there's some YouTubers that I watch where they've started. Uh, oh, it's it's basically a, a Let's Play slash Let's Watch of them playing a board game. <laughs> and it, it's actually, like, it's really, really entertaining.
0: I mean, uh, uh, that's the thing. I, I hear that, and I'm like, no way would I be interested. But at the same time, having just recently got into to Let's Play, technically that shouldn't be entertaining, but it, it, that's a video game, is. one's a board game, if one's entertaining you'd think the other one would it be, is. I don't know why I'm so skeptical.
1: Because <laughs> one, of, one of the people that I watched, their YouTube channel is called Funhouse, and they did like a, a short season and they did because their personality is just, it's also personalized, like their personalities work off to each other like really, really well and one of the games that they played was called Secret Hitler and it was like it was kind of like a weird version of Mafia if you have you ever played that like that old I, game? I, with, like, cards? I have
0: and I've heard it called Secret Hitler before. Okay. Maybe I've I think some of my friends might have used them interchangeably. Okay, well,
1: this is, like, a full, like, card, like, deck set and, like, okay. things you can use. So, yeah, they're probably not the same. Okay, and then another one that I watched with a, a different guys are affiliated, but different guys, it was called Gloom, and the whole object of the game, you had, like, everyone had, like, cards of, like, family members. Sure. And the object of the game was to make your family have the worst possible day ever and then kill them. <laughs> and then you got point. you got negative points. For if they had a bad day and then positive points if you had a good day and like different cards you can play on people mm-hmm. and then you want them to have as most negative points as they possibly can and then kill them but there are like ways to like stop people from killing them and like ways to like bring them back to life so you lose those negative points it actually looks like a really fun game so I, that's another reason i like watching these is because you learn about board games like i never i never knew that existed that All actually right. sounds like a lot of fun so I'm probably gonna end up buying uh, Gloom to play with play with my friends.
0: Well, we should try playing it, and we'll report back together.
1: Okay, we we can we'll see how that. We should start doing like a we can do like a board game night, review board games.
0: Yeah, why not? Uh, but no, if
1: if you so, circling back to Magic the Gathering, uh, yeah, because that's that. what originally we we're talking about. Sure. If you like if you like board games or any sort of card games, that's really what Magic is. It's just a it's just a higher level card game than, like, most people are used to. So, I know... Because there's a lot of, like... Because that and Dungeons and & Dragons are, like, the two main things that are associated with, like, hardcore, like, nerdum and, like, geek culture. Yes. yes. Uh, which I can see why just, like, the... Like, the, the fantasy style behind it and, like, all of the, uh, the characters and cards. So... Uh, makes sense? But if, like... It's, it actually is, like, really, really enjoyable. So
0: what I think of, first thing I think of whenever um, I hear Magic the Gathering, I think of that family guy, Cutaway, where well, they're talking about a suicide bomber getting 72 virgins in he- heaven. And, you know, he gets to heaven, and there's 72, like, white nerds sitting there, saying, and they say, we're playing Magic the Gathering, and the suicide bomber just goes, Osama! Uh, this was oh, way I've before Osama episode, yeah. Bin Laden was uh, killed, <laughs> or actually wasn't killed by Obama. We just said he, we heard he was, but uh, anyway, um, that was way before that, and so... Uh, well,
1: that's the other thing, is like...
0: If, it is if, definitely a nerd culture. It's,
1: it's a nerd culture <laughs> thing, but the weird thing is, like, nerd culture... Is slowly becoming like really cool. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. I, like I, it's
1: like it's like the coolest thing. It's yeah. like oh, you're a Twitch streamer. You watch Twitch. That's so cool. Yeah. Like what is it? Uh, Drake is like playing Fortnite on Twitch, and everyone's like, oh my god. Like or like uh, in the new uh, in the Black Panther movie. I don't remember his name, but the main villain. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yes. So, fun fact. He is a huge fan of Dragon Ball, and he actually had them design his uh, character's, like, costume, like, armor costume mm-hmm. after Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Oh. And so it's it's a really funny thing where the stuff that people got made a lot of fun of for, like, 15 years ago in high school is becoming, like, the cool thing now. Where, right. like, it's cool to be a nerd. No, it's cool I, to be, like, the nerdy, that's the nerdy stuff. That's definitely
0: true. I've, I've heard... A number of, of discussions, uh, I think, most recently and probably most applicable would be a discussion on a podcast, and I can't even say which one it was, but they were talking about hipster culture, nerd culture, and like the the mainstreaming of geekiness, and how everyone wants to be that, and everyone thinks it's cool to, yeah. to kind of use nerd culture, some ironically, some not, I think a lot of the times maybe it could be... More ironic than anything. I maybe they're not true believers and true <laughs> true, true lovers of something like magic. True the nerds, gathering. Yeah. yeah. But they use it simply because they wanna appear cool. Yeah. Um,
1: like uh, cosplay has also
0: really taken <laughs> off in the last couple yeah. of
1: years. And yes. if you're ever like, what like what in the world is cosplay? So cosplay is just uh, it's kinda like Halloween, but every single day of the year. <laughs> So basically like people will go and make costumes and outfits that are like basically replicate some of their favorite characters or video games. So like Laura Croft or like people from Pokemon or like Digimon or Dragon Ball Z to name the more more well known ones, or like Overwatch, or those kind of video games. And they're really impressive. Like if you go and Google like impressive cosplays, there are some very, very creative and very skilled people out there,
0: definitely, yes,
1: so like whether whether you think it's cool or not, the effort the amount of effort art artistry and engineering that goes into some of these costumes is incredible. Oh yeah, so from the
0: few I have seen, unfortunately, I never go out of my way to see them. They pop up on my Twitter feed, and I'm never happier having seen them, but you know. I certainly believe you. I have seen some very impressive...
1: I, I aspire to be a cosplayer outfit. one day. I would love to be able to do that Well, one I'm really day. glad I know that about you now. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.
0: Well, uh, moving on. Um, four days ago, a lovely little article in the Wall Street Journal appeared. Uh, Title, It's the Fizz. How Seltzer is Upending Coffee and Beer. Um, I don't know how true that is, but uh, it, it has so happened that, that sparkling water sales have tripled... Since 2008, um, me personally, I love seltzer. I love Lacroix. Uh, yeah, I'm a basic suburban mom trying to cut out soda, and I do that um, by drinking Lacroix. Uh, Whole Foods has a has a uh, has an off brand <laughs> 365. Their private label brand. They have. Some, oh wait, uh, hang
1: on. They have a private label.
0: Private label, like, con- okay, consume, like, like great value.
1: No, is Walmart's okay, private label. okay, that,
0: like that. Not like <laughs> it sounds so much more pretentious than it is. It's I essentially just, discount LaCroix. It's so dumb, they call them private, whatever. Anyway, point is um, absolutely delicious. A great way to cut out sugar if you're trying to do that. Um, but I started to think about the way people kind of. Make fun of Lacroix. I understand it. I don't like it as a Lacroix drinker. Part of me just is so offended. But uh, you know, it's estimated that 821 million gallons of sparkling water is oh my purchased, God. yes, every year by just Americans. Uh, this does include imported brands like um, Saint Pellegrino, uh, Perrier, and the sorts, and then of course domestic brands like Lacroix and even the. Uh, new Pepsi seltzer, whatever those things are know bubbly. Pepsi- I didn't even know Pepsi yeah. I did that. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, PepsiCo and Coca-Cola are trying to further their... Uh, in, well, obviously. To, yeah, I mean, further, they're, 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 they're Like they're, yes. they're
1: drink brands. That's what they do.
0: Yes. Uh, what I am a big fan of is that now they are adding um, alcohol into some of these. Uh, one of my favorites is White Claw hard seltzer. It's very delicious, yeah, um, it's literally it's just seltzer with alcohol in it.
1: that sounds the most pretentious
0: <sighs> whatever thing ever. i I really enjoy it first time <laughs> I had it I was actually it's funny, so when I was in when I lived in Connecticut last year, I was trying to cut out soda and coincidentally due to some issues at that time, some alcohol and right before I made that decision, I bought a six pack of this white clot it was it was lime and it was, you know, I would allow myself to cheat with it every now and then. And it, was, okay. it was really cool. I was going to say,
1: that you were like, I'm not going to drink soda and I'm not going to drink alcohol. Instead, I'm going to drink something that combines <laughs> both of those into one.
0: Yes. Uh, that's essentially how it is. So, that's like... I know. But anyway, so, uh, whenever I talk about LaCroix, you know, you can't help but also talk about the jokes people make about uh, LaCroix and the flavors. So, um, you know, just some of my faves off the the top of my head. LaCroix tastes like when your actual drink is still buffering. (laughs) Yes. So true. Uh, Yes. Um, This one's kind of gross. (laughs) Yeah. LaCroix tastes like when someone puts on a scented lotion, gets into a tub, and then you drink that tub water. <laughs> Aww,
1: that's disgusting. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. Um, and uh, LaCroix is proof that if you just hang out long enough, society will slowly accept you. That, <laughs> that's
1: like nerd culture. Yeah. <laughs> You're just there long enough, society's like, well, I I guess they're here yes we're not getting rid of them so um, might as well try it
0: uh LaCroix tastes like when you've eaten fruit and then you burp that is probably the <laughs> most
1: accurate description uh, of LaCroix ever Honest, that one right there
0: LaCroix uh, tastes like someone in the next room whispers the the name of a fruit pineapple yeah <laughs> mm, so I don't know mm, if tasty. they
1: have a pineapple LaCroix oh they, sh- they should um I still wouldn't drink it, but... Yeah, shut up. I'd have more options to deny. Oh
0: my god. And then, you know, finally, um, LaCroix is the kale of the beverage world. Um, I, I feel like that could at least be somewhat appropriate, mainly because the same people who actually enjoy kale likely enjoy LaCroix as well. Now, maybe not the reverse of that, but certainly if you like kale, you probably like LaCroix. Too.
1: Do 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 you like kale?
0: I don't. Okay. I, I actually hate it. I do eat it sometimes because it is so good for you, but like usually I, I like I like arugula and spinach. Those are greens I like, so okay. those are what I normally eat. Kale is so gross, but it is good for you, so sometimes I, I'll throw it in a smoothie or something. Yeah.
1: The only time I don't actually know if I've ever eaten kale. I've never I've never looked at something like kale. Yes. I Like, I've probably, because I, I really do like sa- eating salads whenever I go out to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you like this? I'm like, ah, absolutely. So if there was kale in that, or if it was in something that I ate, I probably ate it, but I don't it's, know. It's, Kale's it's,
0: one of those things you know. You know is it's it? in there. Okay. Because it's not like, it's not like lettuce or spinach when you, you just, you put it in your mouth and you just chew it and it's, I mean, Because lettuce
1: tastes, lettuce tastes great. Like, it's really, it's... Kale it's, sticks it's, around. Oh, really? Kale, kale okay. you can
0: choke on cha- kale, Ooh. I feel like. Because
1: yeah. uh, lettuce is always like, I always feel like it's really refreshing to the mouth. Like, it just yeah. feels good in I'm your mouth. I'm
0: sure there are plenty of people who say that about kale. I unfortunately cannot get on board with that claim. I, uh, They'll probably
1: also say uh, LaCroix tastes better than soda. All right. Well, <laughs> that's definitely not true. Well,
0: you know what is true? LaCroix is healthier than soda. How much and healthier? It, it has no sugar. It's that much healthier.
1: <laughs> wow. That's actually. It's actually way healthier than soda. It, is way so it has healthier. an insane amount. And if
0: you're like me, you want you want to keep the carbonation. That's why I drink it. It's not because uh, I'm, I'm I mean, it's okay. not even like I'm against soda, but I like water. Um, but if you want the carbonation, you know, you got a flavor in there, and you've got the carbonation with something like Lacroix. That's true. So that's why I do it. No,
1: um, I I definitely need to cut back on my soda. I tell me, I like I say that all the time, like every week. I'm I'm gonna cut back on my soda.
0: I'm pretty sure I've heard that from you. And then I'm just
1: like, it sounds so good. (laughs) And the worst part is at my job, where I work, there there's a soda machine that you can go to. It's like a buck fifty. But they also have a refrigerator, uh, in not not even a break room, just in another room (laughs) of our building, where all like the sodas and snacks are a dollar. That's so cheap to drink, but it's yeah. it's so hard because like some days because I don't drink coffee because I don't right. like I don't like coffee no neither do I. Uh, which actually saves me probably a lot of money honestly not drinking.
0: coffee. See, I don't drink coffee and yet I still go to Starbucks every day, so that's.
1: A... Yeah, well, you drink a lot of tea. I do. You you and I like lattes.
0: Tea. I don't like Starbucks lattes, but I do like. Love... Okay,
1: see, I don't like tea either. So that's a shame. Don't you like real...
0: sweet tea though, right? It it's.
1: Sweet tea, as in, like, right, that's my way. It's like sugar water with a little right. bit of like tea in that's, it. That's so like, that's my piece teas. Like, I love peace teas. Not yeah. really tea. Like, there's tea. There's
0: tea in it. More sugar than anything.
1: I, I, like, looking at the ingredients, I will admit it's not really tea. Um, but I do love them. But so, like, most, like, if I ever want like caffeine, and like, I just, like, oh, I need like something just to like get me through the day. My only real option is soda. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: That makes sense.
1: So that's a really, really unfortunate part. Well, you know, a good alternative. I had way too much soda today.
0: A good alternative if you want to cut down on the sugar. Still a sugar hit. Yeah. It has a lot of caffeine. It has more caffeine. Uh, that would be uh, yerba mate what the heck is that it is a highly caffeinated tea it is tea but yerba yerba mate well yerba it's yerba yerba mate mate. Uh, yerba mate uh, but they have they sell cans of it like at natural groceries or whole foods and uh, they are they are quite good um, it's what some of my nurse friends who are still on nights use Mm. because to to cut out the amount of coffee they drink yeah. They'll okay. If that. night
1: nurses yes. are endorsing it, I feel like that's the most one of the most legitimate endorsements for a caffeinated drink. Probably is yeah. is someone who works nights in hospitals.
0: Yeah. Like they that also, that and
1: fishermen, I feel like are like uh, like not fishermen but like commercial fishermen, like the cru- fishermen. like the ones that are up like twenty four hours, like sure. always fishing
0: for a job. Um. There's also a highball, which is an organic energy drink. I mean, honestly, I think when you can, if you need energy, do it as natural as possible. Because the stuff that's in, like, Rockstar and Monster... Yeah,
1: I haven't... Very rarely... You don't want that stuff. No, very rarely do I ever drink those. The only time... The only regular time I ever drank them was in college. That was even, like, very irregularly. We had... The only time... Like, I play in this every single time. So we had a uh, Physics 2 class... And the test for this class, our professors were so proud of how hard he he they were. He would let us come in an hour early before class. Our class was at 8 a.m. So we could get to class at 7 a.m. After studying until like 3 a.m. Uh, so I would go out because I knew this would happen every time. And I'd be up late studying. So I'd go out. I'd buy a Monster. And I would drink it on the way to the test. Anytime we had a Physics 2 test. That was the only time I regularly drank uh, any sort of energy drink in college and that was like maybe five, six times a semester because mm-hmm. that's how many tests we would have for that semester. Habit. I'm trying to not tap on the table. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's making noise. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, all right. Really nice. I'll, I'll try to tap. Uh, I'm just a very... Up. I like to gesture with my hands a lot. I
0: totally understand
1: that. But uh, do it over here. Yeah. Pod, the podcast people can't see us or be seeing right now. I'm gesturing like all over. Well, I can hear
0: your fucking hands. hand tapping. So Whee! that's enough. Uh,
1: so yeah, but no, I definitely. If only Lacroix tasted. Well, I'll tell you good, what. Good. Here's, here's and it endorsement. didn't sound so pretentious. Oh whatever. Here's an it endorsement does. I'll
0: give you. Okay, my brother. Uh, shout out to Tyler. Hopefully he'll listen to this. Um, Wait, your brother's name's Tyler. Yeah.
1: My brother's name's Tyler. That's weird.
0: Have we <laughs> never <laughs> talked about that before? If we ever have I don't think we've ever mentioned that. Dylan and Dylan and Tyler and Tyler. And our both are, Well, how old's your brother? He's twenty. Oh. Uh, 20-0? he's 27 now.
1: Okay, yeah, my brother's younger. So yeah, yeah. It's not right. as weird, but that's still really weird. Do you have a sister?
0: I do, Jenny. What? Okay, yeah.
1: All right. my sister's name is not Jenny, yeah. so we escaped that one. Yeah. I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he uh, he drank too many, if you ask me, energy drinks. I would tell him that, too. When we were in high school, be like, you stop drinking that? Um, I wasn't even like the way I am now where I like buying more natural and organic products. I still at that point though was like, do not drink monster and stuff like that. Um and lately he's tried to cut those out. I'm pretty sure he's trying to cut out soda too. Um and he <laughs> he texted the family the other day, uh, I believe I'm quoting him, I am a slut for LaCroix now. <laughs> and and that made me so happy, not only as a, a, you know, fellow LaCroix drinker, but also just that phrase that he chose to use. The, he doesn't just like LaCroix, he's a slut for it now.
1: So That is, I, I, I still a, enjoy, I still drink it. I, I
0: mean, you know, next week maybe I'll, I'll bring some over. All
1: right, well, I'll try it and I'll go, back.
0: Yeah, what, what was that? Uh, okay, just one. Blah, see, blah. Right.
1: Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't if the I want to ca- cut back, I think I'll, I'm just I really need to just go straight to water, which is really hard. It's really hard to just drink what about water.
0: Unsweet tea is that
1: I've like I've tried unsweet teas. It just tastes like someone chewed up a bunch of dirt. And spit in my water.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know where that dirt and spit are coming from because I don't see that. But
1: <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll have to start trying. Maybe it, but... you could
0: try some herbal, fruity unsweet teas. I,
1: I should. I should start trying to drink like iced black tea or something. I don't know. Yeah. like that, Arizona tea. You can get
0: your caffeine that way. I'll
1: try to find something that's not as sweet. Yeah. That's what okay. I'm, I'm going to do this week. I'm going to try a oh, bunch of different unsweet as I mean, a challenge. It's the first challenge ever. Here on Carpe Noctem.
0: Yes, I don't know if we'll make this a regular thing. But Probably
1: not. It's, it's maybe every once in a while. Yeah, but it'll I be a I will special try, occasion. I will try at least three different unsweetened teas. We'll have
0: to. Whenever we do do it, we'll just have to get like some theme music and be like, dun dun dun, weekly challenge. We'll we'll pick up on it next week.
1: So let's, let's try that now.
0: Dun, 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 dun. All
1: right. Weekly <laughs> challenge. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, so the next thing on the agenda
1: is once I pull up my notes on my phone. Jesus. Hardcore history. Hardcore history. So I love podcasts. So yes. originally – Hence why we're doing hence why we're doing this. a podcast. We both There's love actually a long story to how this podcast started. Yeah. We'll title that on a different day. Oh. So I listen to – so where I, where I work, I get a chance to listen to a lot of podcasts uh, while I do work and whatnot. And so I love listening to new podcasts and I tried a new one recently that I heard of it's called hardcore history. And the episodes themselves are full-length lectures almost. They're like the one I tried to listen to was 264 minutes long. It was one episode of the first part. I think it's probably like a six-part series. I made it about 25 30 minutes in. Uh so the problem I had with it, which is really annoying, cuz the content was decent enough I'll talk about it in a little bit. But the the guy that was voicing and doing the podcasted sounded like a really angry talk show host of, like, a political thing. Cause he, like he a like,
0: talk show host you'd want to listen to? No,
1: like, wouldn't want to listen That's just oh. like very angry at, like, politics, like, all the time. Okay. Cause like, so he was talking about... So, like,
0: an unfunny Bill Maher, maybe?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, just, like, always angry. Because the content was interesting. So he was going through... Uh, So for those of you who don't know, in history, after World War II, there were a bunch of Japanese soldiers on islands anywhere who didn't think the war was over. And they literally had to fly in the commanders that had put them on that island to begin with to tell them that the war was over. And one of these happened in like 1970. 25 years after the war, uh, a guy still thought the war was going on, was still fighting in the Philippines. And they had to fly in his commanding officer from World War Two, who was like a he was a bookseller at this point. He had to like pull out his old uniform, mm. put it on, fly him out to the Philippines, find the soldier, and say, "The war is over. You are discharged. Go home." It's and good so thing that
0: guy was still alive. Yeah, it was like
1: great thing that <laughs> guy was old still alive. Was he? Old, like he was I mean, like older, because uh, I mean, it had been 25, 30 oh, yeah. years since World war, since World War Two ended, and he was mm. a commander in World War Two. So he had ate. So he had been a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if he, he may not even remember the guy to be honest. Uh, oh, sure but he not. was that was kind of the prelude of the episode, and he was just kind of talking about what culturally in Japan turned out like these kind of soldiers, these type of people, where they had the mindset of just just almost fanaticism of dying for the country. Right. And so he it was so the content wise, like it's super interesting. Like I would love to learn more about that. But his voice and just like some of the way he was talking, it just sounded like a really angry uh, show. Like, and so I'm try- I'll try to repeat some of it. So, like, a really grounded voice, and oh be like, This will be good. Uh, uh, back in the, the thing in Japan, and they had to bring his commander over to the island in order to tell him that the war was over. So. Is what happened, and the the we're going to dive into how Japan thought and figured, and how the culture brought up these kind of people. I
0: couldn't. So like I couldn't listen. That would turn so, yeah. me off. Yeah. Oh, the no, subject, it, it matter, me, the but subject
1: I, matter is super interesting, and yeah. I don't like. I don't think he meant it to sound like that, but it was just the way he talked. I was now, like, who
0: was this guy? Was he
1: a? Uh, I don't remember his name. I didn't Google him. I should have googled him. Uh
0: well I'll keep talking about it, I'll do it right now.
1: But like I like I said, like the end like that topic's really interesting because it is true. Like the Don Carlin? Don Carlin.
0: American political commentator and podcaster.
1: Oh, that's why he's a political commentator. There you go. Right. Uh he
0: has two popular independent podcasts, common sense and hardcore history. Yeah. That <laughs> if he's been if he's a commentator and professional podcaster, you'd think that he would like, obviously, his podcast
1: throwing. is like doing sure. very well because he right. has a lot, a lot of episodes out and right. the
0: and his own Wikipedia. Actually, book, yeah, so I found scary. the
1: recommendation because I was watching a podcast on Magic the Gathering and they yeah, full circle <laughs> and they and they had one of the guys that recommended Hardcore History and he loved it. I was like, all right, cool, take a look at it. Like, but it was just, I don't know, I couldn't take because every time I was hearing it, I was like, is this like. Rush Limbaugh, or like, is this another politi- like? It just sounded like a very angry political talk show. Sure. And I just couldn't get that out of my head. But I mean, oh. if you can get past that, the content itself is actually really interesting. Because uh, he had like the the what he had, what he went through and talked about. I was like that like that that's some good points. Like that's sure. very very poignant the point you made. And that's uh,
0: that's uh, at least for me the unfortunate part is that I.
1: I know. Don't
0: know if I could go.
1: I don't. I couldn't. Like I tried so hard. I was like, maybe it'll get better. Like maybe I can just like power through it. Right. Uh, I just couldn't. So I, I just stopped listening, which is really unfortunate because I know I that's a subject I would love to learn more about. Yeah. And so.
0: All right. So the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, the late John McCain. He passed away this week on August 25th after he decided to discontinue treatment for. Uh, brain cancer, um, and he died pretty quickly after that, um, and honestly, quicker than I thought he would. I thought oh, it would, no, I, it was... I thought he would last, like, at least a week or something, but he announced on the 24th that he stopped treatment and the next day, day. he died, yeah. He died.
1: I think that was everyone's reaction. Yeah. Like, oh, treatment, so he'll maybe have, like, a few weeks a few left weeks at least. And I was like, no, something. next day. Like, yeah. I don't think... I guess we just didn't realize how severe...
0: Yeah. He had gotten. Yeah. And, My uh, goodness. You know, for, for those of you who maybe have been keeping up with it uh, today, um, perhaps a little insensitively, a picture was circulating of Meghan McCain crying over her dad's casket yesterday. Um, certainly a very personal moment for her, very sad. You can see the number of people, uh, a lot of Democrats and Republicans showing up to his funeral, Joe Biden, um, and then Mitch McConnell. Uh, Ryan, Speaker Ryan, what's his first name? Why am I forgetting it? Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. There you go. Paul Ryan. Uh, Joe Biden actually gave a very, a very touching tribute. Um, so all of these people from all, all over the political spectrum showed up to respect this, um, as they call him, an American hero. Uh, and what we wanted to touch on regarding this was separating the person from the politician. Um, definitely more of DK's idea. Uh, he, I, I certainly, I love the idea of separating the person from the politician. I think we should. I think we should do that. Uh, many people that we don't like or controversial figures, we should at least consider the person behind the politician. I have mixed feelings on John McCain, regardless of his policies. You know, there are people calling him a humanitarian hero and a civil rights hero I do not understand that he is uh, a neoconservative a war hawk he has completely lauded the the bombing of of many countries that resulted in the, the deaths of many civilians including children I certainly sympathize with the family and the pain that comes with loss um whether or not I have warm memories of John McCain is another story but Dylan will uh Take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> it just, too controversial uh, for, I'm gonna go ahead and stop okay. talking. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna really do it.
1: No, it's just that. Uh, so it was. So I love Reddit, and there was a Reddit post, and there was a tweet that just was like ripping McCain apart. And it was basically saying, "I'm so happy that he's dead." And I was like, "Let's, yeah. like, let's calm down." Like, yeah. I understand that, like, you know, not everyone go with his policy. and yet some of the stuff he did probably wasn't the greatest. Right. That's every human being that's ever existed in their entire life. That's
0: true. Although a counter to that is not everyone is a senator who is endorsing war policies. Now, granted, plenty of civilians endorse those same policies. Plenty of voters continue to vote for these people that endorse their policies. So I, I agree. Um, I And I I saw a lot of tweets like that. I, I can't get on board with any of them. I would never... Uh, praise and clap over someone's death no um,
1: I, look, I think that yeah. like regardless re- regardless of whether what like like hey like I don't like whether you think he should have done that or not like you need to remember that there are people in his life that he probably has like helped or been helpful to and there are probably Certainly. people that have been affected positively by them sure and so while I understand like yes you didn't agree with all of his decisions or what he did I don't think anyone's um, almost anyone's death should be celebrated in this way. No, yeah. Because uh, there are, like, his family, like, his family obviously, like, very much loved him. Like, he was, like, I've seen videos where he was, when he was running for Obama, or running against Obama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a very well-known video of a lady basically saying, like, Obama, yes. like, you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah. Of a lady, he's like, oh, she, he, he's a Muslim, and he's a terrible, terrible person. And John McCain's like, he's not. He's an Arab. he He is a, <laughs> he's he basically, he, in his words, he's a, Mr. Obama is a very good man, and we just happen to be running against each other. He is a great yes. person. So in all honesty, as the politicians go, he was easily one of the most civil, most respectful politicians yes. in that, in that aspect. Yeah, I
0: can I can agree with that. He was uh, he was a civil gentleman and, and that certainly um, that clip specifically certainly was a, a seminal moment for some supporters. In the, the two thousand eight election, uh, and, and as far as the civil the civility and the the bipartisanship of John McCain, you know I think it's it certainly is admirable, especially in today's political climate. Uh, it was he was a needed force for at least the Republicans, uh, and uh, the very fact that Trump had his feud with him um, kind of goes to show exactly. The kind of respect that uh, he commanded, the influence he commanded. Um, of course, it's funny to see the back and forth from liberals and Democrats about,
1: you know. The liberals and Democrats and Republicans.
0: No, liberals and Democrats talking about th- th- they no. love John McCain now that he's dead, but like in 2008, they were saying he was horrible. Yeah, things. they were saying
1: he's the worst person that's ever yeah. lived.
0: And then they uh, said it again about you know Mitt Romney, and now they're saying it about Trump, and they mean it about Trump, like they haven't meant it meant it about the the last Republican candidates, but you know.
1: Yeah, it's.
0: Of course, they say that. I don't. Yeah. Either the, way, no, no. Um, no.
1: People's death always have to, uh, the ability to bring out the the nicest right. comments from people. Yeah. But but with, I mean, this
0: this man can essentially be credited with with saving Obamacare. You know, he was that vote that. That uh, that flipped it, and I don't know how many of you people have, have seen the video, but like he votes no, and <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's in the background, and he just he's like visibly aghast. You can like hear him go, like, "What's what's funny?" You say that 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 there are a lot of people um, usually, and at least from what I see on Twitter usually more liberal but they hate centrists because they you know they love to make everything extreme you know
1: oh both sides do
0: yeah but with under this administration most of what's happening is pissing the liberals off more than anything so you know losing that neutrality suddenly like, plugging the uh, pulling the plug on Obamacare millions of people are gonna die millions of people are going to lose internet access that corporations are going to take over all of these things that 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 uh, are supposedly going to happen uh, and then they get mad at centrists, people who I would describe as level-headed, nonpartisan. They're just—they're more about either principle or uh, circumstances, uh, circumstantial evidence and facts. They say, "Oh, this guy is a centrist. He—he he won't take a stand on oh. <laughs> millions of people losing their insurance." And then they paint them to be like. Sure, you don't have an opinion on it, but the fact that you're okay with it is, is evil enough. I mean, like,
1: oh yeah, like it's I, it's <laughs> really funny, especially that I've noticed cause like, I think it tends to be more like the liberal progressives that they they hate putting like labels on things. Like, oh, let's not you know, let's not put blanket statements on everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't just blanket statement that, but then they'll blanket st- statement anything in politics. Sure. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a Republican, so you believe in all of this right. stuff, and you're like. No, but you said you're a Republican. Like that doesn't mean
0: that that I believe believe everything,
1: or it's like oh, like I'm a centrist. No, you have to be a left or a right. It's like let's let's
0: calm down. As a libertarian, I get that all the time. I I I I don't care about uh, my favorite. It was actually a famous reporter here in OKC. It was a tweet he sent me. According to him, because I like the idea of government staying out of things, I must like the idea of orphans dying. Oh, that's a Jeez. And that, I, I, I am totally that's, serious when seems I say like a that, and that's what I think. Like but that's, like- but that's what suddenly me thinking Medicare and Medicaid needs to be privatized in a way that works for people, not, not in a way where everyone loses it, but in a way that works for people. The fact that it needs to be privatized obviously means I don't care about orphans dying. Obviously, obviously, obviously. <laughs> obviously. And this is a reporter. This is a guy who is supposed to be a rational, fact-based individual, and he is accusing me of, of loving the idea of oh. of reporters dying. It's. That's I mean, true. I, I don't know if he would call himself a liberal. He probably would call himself independent. He's a liberal, if you ask me. But uh, I, I either way, I think it's it's hilarious the way uh, we. Look at someone, whether it's John McCain or someone else. We look at, at something they have said or a policy they might have held ten or twenty years ago, and oh, yeah. assume that that the ramifications of that that we perceive are suddenly the embodiment embodiment of that very person, mm-hmm. rather than separating so the two policy it, and mm-hmm. person.
1: So and back to just coming back to like the it's a, like, so John McCain. We don't know like no like we didn't we didn't know exactly like what. Like, he may have had regrets about, like, some of the policies or decisions he he made in Congress. Or that Congress. could be true, yeah. But, like, we don't know that. So
0: Especially on his deathbed. We don't
1: know. Oh, that. yeah. No, we have no idea. And so I think, I like, yes, I don't, like, I don't think he made every single decision correctly. But I think he also made some good decisions. So I, I think we really do need to separate. And remember, like, he is, he was, like, a human being. And yeah. so I I don't think demonizing him... The way some people have certainly uh, is is the way to go. Absolutely not. I just think we just everyone just needs to take a big breath. Yeah, certainly. And just remember yeah. that we're all human. I know that's a yeah. really easy thing to say. A lot harder. To it's do. really hard to And I, and I think that do. that
0: stems so much further than just the death of John McCain. This oh, entire yeah. political climate. Everyone just needs to shut up and just breathe for a second. I know. And and whenever you uh, come back from that little break. And you go back to staring the other person in the eye, the other person who might be in complete opposition to your ideas. You don't look, of that, look at them as an opposition to your ideas, but rather as a person who happens to think differently. And that goes for any side.
1: I think the worst way, the worst possible way to try to get someone to change their beliefs, to come, or to like convince them otherwise. The worst way to do this is to call their idea stupid or call them an idiot.
0: Certainly,
1: which is both sides at the moment, probably, especially them. I mean, you yeah. don't
0: say their idea is stupid, but well, yeah, like they you're stupid for believing stupid, that. They're stupid, yeah.
1: So, which is it's not going to work. But both sides are doing at the moment, which liberals, is what, liberals are yelling, right. "Conservatives are idiots," and conservatives are yelling, "Liberals are idiots." Right. It's like absolutely. There's smart people on both sides.
0: Absolutely, and there are dumb people. on both And there are dumb sides. people on
1: both sides. <laughs> but like, but that,
0: that, I think that raises a good point because uh, the, the fact is. Um, liberals at least in the 2016 election i would say were coming off as very pretentious pretty super much super pretentious assuming all of the all of the trump voters were clearly uh, deplorables as Hillary Clinton herself said. Yeah. Like that was obviously not going to court any voters to your side. No. And, and not to mention you're not traveling to half the Rust Belt states so none of those people who you were relying on are going to vote for you. So then you lose to Trump. Sure you win the popular vote but luckily in this country doesn't matter. The popular vote is not helping define our leader. I
1: always, so, I always find that the statement popular like oh you won the popular vote I'm like well that's seventy like percent of the the, the, <laughs> the country didn't even vote so that's true you too. didn't win the popular that's vote that's
0: true too I think it was in the Washington <laughs> Post following the the uh, primaries to choose each party's candidate I think it might have been actually around each convention. Um, there was this chart that showed you who exactly voted across the country, how many people didn't vote, and who voted and who voted for who. And it turned out that only 10% of the population chose Hillary and Donald. So, and it was, and half the people didn't vote. So they they discounted a bunch of the people who couldn't be eligible, who are you know are kids or usually it's because they haven't reached 18 or they've lost their voting rights due to uh, disenfranchisement from. Uh, Due to felonies, usually. And, um, and then they took into account everyone who is voting. And uh, they, they said, like, only 10% of our population...
1: Voting population? of
0: the, of the well, It might have been the entire okay. population. Okay. But either way, in any case, 10% of everybody suddenly were, were choosing between two. Suddenly everyone has to be choosing between two. That clearly majorities. In hindsight, especially didn't want
1: yeah. majority states. We don't want either of them. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Silence you know, is deafening. Vote third party this year, guys. Anyway, no more politics. Well, yeah, we
1: we we went on that politics train way too long. We can cut yes. that down. Yes, specifically, we apologize because politics is one of those unfortunate things that can really snowball. I love it real fast. Yeah,
0: especially when I'm talking. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, this will be something we do every single week. Maybe even one of the only things we do every single week. That w- this entire is-
1: pod- podcast is subject to change. Yes.
0: <laughs> season
1: one, episode one. Yes, it could uh, be totally covered- different
0: by season one, episode two. <laughs> so
1: we've covered recap, real quick. <laughs> Magic the Gathering yeah. and nerd culture. Yeah. Oh, fun fact about uh, that: I watched them. Oh, uh, oh let's uh, the people that did the podcast did do uh, like uh, full plays of like a. Uh, a game of magic mm-hmm. and there was a NFL player from the 49ers who was a regular on that show that <laughs> they had playing. And it was the funniest thing to see. Cause he like, I think like, he was a, a big guy. He wasn't, uh, I guess, uh, a center or anything like that. So I think he was on like the wing. So like very fit, tatted out of his mind. And he's like, I'm going to play with so-and-so because blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to oh. get my mana. And this is really bad for me. Cause he played that card and it's going to do this, 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 and this all. was like, that's awesome, because <laughs> he was like, it was su- he was super, like he was a super intimidating person. Like I was just watching him, like oh he had, he had like tats like on his fingers, like on his neck, like all over his body. He was like, I love Magic all the right. Gathering. Well,
0: we're gonna move uh, on, again. No, no, no,
1: no, no <laughs> on again. So, recapping, we've talked about Magic the Gathering. Uh, we've talked about what did you? Uh, LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> and then, John what's Kennedy. wrong with politics in 2018?
0: <laughs> Oh, this podcast is going everywhere. No, hell no. All right, and for the last, no, the last
1: segment is the the worst slash best of the week.
0: Yes, best of the week, worst of the week. Okay, uh, I want to start. I will start. Go ahead between the. Two I don't of actually us.
1: know if I have anything.
0: Okay, looks like I'm just doing it by myself this week. Oh dear, President. Um, he, uh, for whatever reason, is going to renegotiate NAFTA. It doesn't even want to call it NAFTA because of the. Uh, bad vibes, he claims, goes with that. And so, um, he held a press conference in the Oval Office uh, four days ago. And uh, he tried to get um, President Nieto on the phone. And uh, it it wasn't working at first. And in and of itself, you know, embarrassing, funny, whatever, either way, uh, that's just kind of hysterical the way it happened but what made it funnier as many as many political clips have been put to the veep soundtrack um veep a political show on hbo starring julia louise dreyfus hilarious show very funny okay um the at the end of each show there's a credit scene where the credits start to roll the theme plays and it kind of finishes the episode while the credits roll and this has happened with a number of politicians, and the latest victim is, once again, Donald Trump, uh, including a clip uh, from, uh, from the Oval Office press conference with the Veep theme. So, uh, you know, just to give you guys a little taste here. We look very
1: much forward to it, and I believe uh, the president is on the phone. Enrique?
0: Uh, you can him. hook him up. Go Tell me one. This is a live president. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people waiting.
1: Introducing President Kenya.
0: Hello. Uh. So, <laughs> that was our president and the beep theme theme song. He was representing America quite well. All right. Now, best of the week. <laughs> Dylan, are you ever worried you're going to catch Ligma?
1: No. <laughs> Not really.
0: Alright, well, uh, Star Fox was. Uh, for those of you who don't know about the uh, Nintendo character, right? Star Fox. Star
1: Fox is yes. a classic. Yes. Uh, He's so, a, he a fox that flies around in a spaceship yes. and shoots things with a, I believe a turtle? I don't know. I don't know. And another creature.
0: Well, uh,
1: they're actually they're great games. I, I don't
0: know if this went under the radar, you know, for the last 20 years or maybe at the time it was known. But I do know that like Updog, Dog, Ligma, and Bofa, you know, both of which end provocatively. All of which end provocatively. You know, they're funny jokes. Um, you know, we all try and catch each other with like, hey, what's what's up, dog? And nothing much. You. Um, so this one comes from the Star Fox video game. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, this is not a verified fact, but perhaps the, the earliest uh, appearance of Ligma. Uh so this is just the best of the week, <laughs> best thing I saw, so so uh, listen here I
1: don't four enemies ahead I got him. Careful. I heard Andros gave his troops Lake Bob. Lakema? What's Lakema? Slippy no Lingma balls <laughs> <laughs>
0: My favorite, my favorite oh my partner being—I mean, the way he says what balls" and then "slippy," poor slippy, slippy—I believe is the lizard or turtle or whatever—in no! the way he just—it just cuts with him going "no," with the captions as was you know, captions were a lot more prevalent then. Oh uh, then it's just and with the "o"s rushing no! to the end of the screen. I mean it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. That 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 I mean I don't know if
0: that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's definitely one of the best things of my week. That's pretty incredible. It was it was good enough to make me want to choose it for best of the week.
1: That's pretty great. Yeah. I think that's a great one to end on.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Specifically because I I could do the best of the week, but it's a really weird thing that I.
0: Well, no, we're gonna do it now.
1: (laughs) So, imagine a world called Reddit, and in this Reddit world,
0: I don't want to be in a world. There is a subreddit
1: based on memes but not just any memes anime memes oh, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and someone made
0: maybe we should have just ended it already
1: <laughs> someone made a history of the history of the subreddit for anime memes golden oh, it's man. unbelievable like everything that's like the way it's like made out. it's just all images of like the trends that happened for like the last 3 years the thing has existed it was something. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so if you're ever in for, yeah. If you just want <laughs> to, if you ever just want to look at one of those weird parts of the internet,
0: well, this yes. Is it. So uh, this is it.
1: Just just Google history of anime memes. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. If if you don't already, and I'm sure you probably don't, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, and that is at Carpe Noctum Pod, as in podcast. Uh, We will have the link to that subreddit on there as well as the two videos I discussed. I will not link that subreddit. I will link that subreddit. Do not. Do not. You can go ahead and find it there. That subreddit. Uh, It'll be. uh,
1: Make sure.
0: We will put a not suitable for work tag on it, okay? (laughs) It will be fine. Uh, So, anyway, from, uh, from all of us here. It's also not
1: safe for work. It's not, it's not, su- it's not are safe you, for work.
0: Are you sure? Yes. <sighs> Whatever. Well, either way, NSFW. All right. From all of us here, it's been lovely talking to you.
1: Carpe Noctum is a production by Amateurs, hosted by Dylan Shoop and Dylan Keele. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.